Hello, my friends. Welcome to the How Are You Living podcast. I am your host, Nathan Chilton. I think we can all agree that life can be hard sometimes, and my hope with these podcasts is to help make it a little bit easier, providing you with information to inspire and empower you to live the life that you want. So the question that I'll ask you is, how are you living? Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are all doing well. So today's episode is all about posture and the effects that this posture has on your body, on your nervous system. Because two episodes ago, I did an episode that talked about the three T's. So these are the stresses that your nervous system has to process. So they are traumas, toxins, and thoughts. So physical stress is under the heading of trauma and Poor posture is a physical stress that our bodies have to deal with day in, day out. So this episode is going to be focused on that and the effects that poor posture has on your body. Not just the aches and pains that come hand in hand with poor posture, but the effects that it has on our digestion and our breathing and our ability to to navigate this world as comfortably as possible. So poor posture is a physical stress that your spine and nervous system has to process. If you put in your body in a poor position or poor posture, it can change the biomechanics and alters the way that your body functions. And when you're changing the, the mechanics or biomechanics of your body, as I mentioned, yes, pain and discomfort come hand in hand in posture, but only a small fraction say around 10% of your nervous system, is responsible for detecting pain. So you can have poor posture, no pain or discomfort, but it is still going to be having a negative impact on your body's ability to to function. And not only is it affecting your body's ability to function, so say, for example, how you breathe, are you breathing efficiently and effectively to supply your body with adequate amounts of oxygen, or is it affecting your digestive system? It can cause problems for a long time without you even knowing and then by the time you have produced a symptom or your body is showing you a symptom it means that it's already struggling with the demands being placed on it so in this case the physical demands of poor posture it reaches a point where your body's like okay something needs to be done we can't carry on going on like this so once you start to feel the effects of poor posture it is likely that it has been affecting you for for a while And having this poor posture, it puts an extra muscular effort needed just to maintain normal function. So it means you're expending more energy walking or sitting or standing when you're in this poor posture than you would be if you were able to maintain a, a good posture. And when you've got this poor posture, again, you're putting a lot more tension throughout the spinal cord. So this causes your nervous system so your central nervous system, so this is your brain and your spinal cord, this has to adapt to deal with that added extra stress. And your spine will become stiff. This is because you start to get muscular imbalances, the tendons, the ligaments, they start to function differently. The the ligaments can be overstretched. So this then starts to create dysfunctional joints. And dysfunctional joints have many names. They can be dysfunctional joints, misalignments, vertebral subluxations. But what happens when you've got these dysfunctional joints? It affects how your spine communicates to your brain and vice versa. And when this communication isn't as good as it should be, 
it creates an environment that is perfect for problems to develop or if you have a problem already it makes it very difficult for your body to heal because when that communication isn't as good as it should you've got added stress within the system which then affects how your body can expend energy throughout the system because when your body is in a stress response it thinks it's in a life or death situation so it's that fight or flight response so your body isn't too concerned about healing all these niggles or issues that are going on because you would be able to live and survive with those you may be not be able to function and thrive but in that immediate threat they ignore all those things because you want to survive so that might be fight the the dinosaur or saber-toothed tiger in front of you or run off so your energy is being expended throughout the system in favor of survival rather than your digestion or your immune response so as i mentioned your central nervous system starts to adapt to this poor posture so this stress being placed on on the body and as a result of this you get tight muscles and you get more fascia and what i mean by more fascia is in the areas where you have got this added extra physical stress your body produces more fascia in that area and as a result of that you get tightness and what fascia is there for it's a thin casing of, of connective tissue that surrounds and holds every organ blood vessel bone nerve fiber muscle in place so it's a very very important system and you need the system to be functioning as well as it can which helps contribute to to your body's ability to express better health because when you do get that extra tightness around fascia it's going to place extra pressure on the nerves the blood vessels the bones and the organs that that fascia is actually um, linked to so you can see why posture is so important and it's not just to do with neck pain or shoulder pain or lower back pain it's linked to every single system and every single function in the body but some of the effects of poor posture do include kind of neck shoulder pain headaches you can get dizziness and vertigo particularly if the the neck's involved you've got shoulder pains jaw upper neck problems because that jaw and the tmj so the the joint in your jaw is very closely linked to the top vertebra in the top of the spine so quite commonly those two problems come hand in hand and then you've got the the problems of digestion and breathing so if we talk about the digestion side of things other than the fascia issue that we just mentioned when you are slumped and putting pressure on your stomach or your intestines it can cause havoc it can slow digestion um, it can slow down the blood flow to the area you can get heartburn and it makes it very difficult for your body to digest and process what it is you're eating and then it also makes it difficult when it's time to eliminate the waste so what happens is then you might get constipation and then having constipation is quite serious because because when that fecal matter is within you the longer it's in you the more toxins are leaving the feces and going into your body so that's why it's really important to have a diet that allows you to to be excreting feces at least once every 24 hours ideally we want to be going to the toilet probably two to three times a day and then when we come to look at the breathing problems of poor posture so when you're in that slumped position you're going to be putting pressure on the diaphragm which is automatically going to make it 
difficult to breathe. Also, you get short and tight chest muscles, the, the neck muscles start to work more rather than the big muscles of respiration. So like your abdominal and your diaphragm. So when you are in that slump position, it's going to have an effect on how much O2 your body can take in. And this O2 that goes into your body is the, the fuel needed in every cell, every organ, every system in the body. So if you are not supplying all these organs with the right amount or the adequate amount of oxygen, it's going to have a, a detrimental effect on how these organs are functioning. And in essence, it just means that your tissues aren't going to be functioning as efficiently or as properly as possible. And this shallow breathing is also linked to a lower heart rate variability. So this is something I measure at the practice and it's a really good indicator of how someone's nervous system's functioning. Are they in that rest and digest state or are they in that fight or flight response? So a low heart rate variability means that the body is got less capacity, it is more in that stressed state. So this shallow breathing cultivates that environment, whereas we know deep breathing gives you a high heart rate variability. So what this means is you get a high difference between each heartbeat rather than a low difference. And we want this high difference, especially when you're just sat there relaxed, because in that state, your body is in that state to rest, digest, heal, and make sure that your body is refueling and expending energy efficiently throughout the system, particularly where the, the body needs that. So that's why your body can better heal and have more capacity when your body is in that parasympathetic state. And as well as the heart rate variability, we, we of course measure posture and not just by looking with the eye, we take pictures because it's very easy to, to miss something when you're just looking with, with, the, with the normal eye or the naked eye. By having pictures, you can have a really good image, you can analyze it on the computer and you can see exactly what's going on. So then it becomes a really good um, objective outcome measure for when you're going through care. So you have a comparison and you can see the progress that's being made. Because it's important to have these outcome measures that aren't just to do with how people are feeling. Because as I mentioned at the start, you can have a problem for a while and actually have no symptoms. So say if you have got poor posture, I want to go into why sometimes it can become a vicious cycle. Because your posture isn't always just a physical thing. As mentioned at the start, it has an effect on your, your nervous system and your central nervous system can adapt to whatever stresses or stimulus is being placed on it the most. So say if you are a particularly stressed person and this stress could be either coming from a physical stress, an emotional stress, a toxin stress, your body might then become more stress dominant. And if you imagine what happens when you are in an acute bout of stress, so say if I was going to fight someone or something in front of me, you get that stooped posture, leaning forward slightly, your shoulders become rounded to put your arms in front of you to protect you. So part of it is a neurological posture. Your body is doing that automatically because it thinks, again, it's in that fight or flight response. So if you're in this chronic state of stress, what we find is that people have this posture all the time, shoulders rounded, leaning forward slightly in kind of what we call like a skier's stance. And this is because your body is primed to be stress dominant. As mentioned in previous podcasts, I'm not going to go into too much detail now. It, 
it's okay because the nervous system has neuroplastic properties, which means you give it the right stimulus and it can adapt for the better. So things like chiropractic, breath work, cold exposure, healthy diet, movement, adequate sleep, all these things help activate and cultivate that parasympathetic state. You do all those things consistently and over time, you'll be able to retrain your body. So bearing this in mind, Sometimes it isn't as easy as just telling someone to sit up straight because if you've got this nervous system that's feeding into that stress response, it's going to be very difficult and the amount of energy needed to to sit up straight is just not going to be efficient or sustainable. And sometimes it's impossible because those muscles aren't going to turn off unless the stress response turns off. Because when your body is in that stress response, say if it's a low-grade chronic stress response, there's always going to be these hormones racing around your bloodstream, so the cortisol, the adrenaline, and this in itself can cause the muscles around the spine to tense up. So normally to, to improve or better someone's posture, it's a multifactorial approach. But I see it many times in, in practice that you start to get the nervous system functioning properly, And what the chiropractic adjustment does is it helps activate that parasympathetic state, so produces ease within the system. And the opposite posture to that rounded shoulder um, stooped forward is an opening of the chest because everything starts to relax. So chiropractic adjustments help because it helps with that connection between the brain and the body, but also correct seating if you're working and making sure you're sleeping standing correctly are also very important and movement doing exercise to help strengthen particularly the endurance of the core muscles and the stabilizing muscles of the spine of the pelvis these are all things that can help but also things like breath work is extremely important because Having a good posture while performing the breath work helps, particularly making sure your your dysfunctional breathing becomes functional, you're using the correct muscles. But this conscious deep breathing is another tool that you can access that parasympathetic side of the nervous system, which is that rest, digest, healing, and that ease within the system. And that in itself will help with posture, especially if someone's in this stress-dominant posture. And the more you do whatever it is to activate this parasympathetic state, over time, your body will adapt to that stimulus rather than the low-grade stress response. And if you do these things, like I said, consistently, you'll become more parasympathetic dominant. Maybe that isn't the right terminology. What what happens is when when you do cultivate this more parasympathetic um, nervous system, you get a better relationship between switching between the two because we do need the stress response. It isn't bad. It's only bad when it becomes chronic and you never switch off. But if you cultivate the parasympathetic, which you probably want to be 80% of the time, when you use that stress response for maybe dodging a bus or quickly running across the road or going to the gym or playing a sport, you can then quickly switch off only if your body is used to exploring that parasympathetic, so the brakes to the nervous system rather than the accelerator. So that's an important point to kind of take home is you want a good relationship and a good balance between the two. Either is bad or good. They work hand in hand in unison, but doing things regularly 
habitually to activate that parasympathetic state will stand you in good stead when it comes to helping managing stress i really hope you enjoyed the episode if you haven't already please subscribe leave a review and share to your friends and family to help them on their health journey your support is very much appreciated and i'm going to leave you with one question how are you living